0: Sullivan here to remind you to stop putting screens on your gutters. Better to schedule a free estimate with the local experts at Gutter Helmet so you stay off the ladder. Visit gutterhelmetindy.com. With Gutter Helmet, you'll never clean your gutters again. GutterHelmetindy.com. It is the Hammer and Nigel Show. My name is Jason Hammer, Jerry Lopez, Indy Spanglish on Twitter, X, whatever you want to call it. He's filling in for Big Nige. Happy Thanksgiving Eve, my friend. Hey, happy Thanksgiving to you, too, sir. Big day coming up. Lots of food, lots of football. Looking forward to it. And speaking of jive turkeys, let's transition to Joe Hogsett. Now, Joe Hogsett, your defending champion of the world when it comes to the mayor's race in Indianapolis. Remember, before the mayoral election... When old boss Hogsett decided that, with the help of the very Democrat-heavy City County Council, they were going to get in the hotel business. You remember this, right? I, I do, I do. And they were going to revitalize this area around Pan Am Plaza, and the city was going to basically take control of this hotel project, which rubbed a lot of the other hotel owners the wrong way because their concern is, okay, so now the city is going to use their leverage to partner with Visit Indy or Indy Sports Corp to bring all the business to this specific hotel. Seems like it's a little unfair to the other hotels. We're now, we're finding out that the whole project itself is going to be way more expensive than we thought. Let's go to the WIBC hotline. Mickey Shuey of the IBJ has the story out right now in regards to the cost of this project. Mickey, welcome to the Hammer and Nigel Show. Tell us about what you've learned in regards to this hotel project.
1: Um, yeah, so, so the long and short of it is that as part of the bond issuance for the Signia by Hilton Hotel and the Associated Convention Center expansion, we've learned during the course of our reporting that, that the total cost, the development cost is going to be about $750 million, about seven hundred fifty one point six to be exact. But, but when you account for the interest for the project, which when you talk about them generally, you don't do that, but, but when you actually look at what the city will be spending through hotel revenue bonds on this uh, the, the cost is actually going to be closer to 1.6 billion dollars.
0: So 751.6 give or take has turned into 1.6 billion and for those who might not be privy to how this whole thing works, is this tax money?
1: So the answer to that is a little bit complicated, because most of it is not tax money. Uh, That's because uh, a good portion of it is coming from what are called hotel revenue bonds uh, that will essentially be uh, where the hotel pays for itself through the revenue it generates. Uh, The city, as the owner of the property, is not allowed to uh, make a profit from the hotel, so anything that goes beyond operating costs and all that has to go toward uh, what's called debt service for the hotel, basically paying off that debt.
0: Right. Uh, no so other, that's kind of a gamble on whether or not the project is successful then. Is that fair?
1: Based on the, the study that was done, based on what the uh, the groups like Visit India are saying, what uh, uh, convention groups like FGIC, FFA, Gen Con, they're all saying that they need this hotel. So uh, it seems like from all that, there there's going to be demand for it now. Obviously, how much uh, is to be determined. But I did want to note one other thing as far as the rest of the cost, because the hotel revenue bonds will pay for about one point excuse me one point one million excuse me billion dollars of debt service for the hotel portion of the project. There's another portion that's being paid for with the downtown taxing finance district. And not to uh, bore your listeners with all the nitty-gritty, but, but essentially, that's uh, money that's generated by the downtown area uh, from taxes at restaurants uh, and hotels and, and all that through their property taxes and growth in their property taxes. So. To a point, that's tax money, but it's not like the city's creating new tax tax revenue streams to get this done. Like in the case of Lucas Oil Stadium uh, back in uh, the 2000s.
0: Mickey, quick question: What benefits are there to the city for this to be a, a city-owned project versus it be private sector?
1: So the benefits of the city really is just that it gets built. Uh, because uh, the previous developer, Kite, who was still involved in the project, uh, technically as a developer, uh, they encountered a lot of challenges uh, from what we've been told. in the private sector, uh, in terms of interest rates, because of course interest rates are are quite high now. Um, the city was able to secure a much lower rate than they would have, been, than Kite would have been able to. Uh, Kite was probably looking at a nine ten percent rate, which would have probably pegged this project, including all debt service, closer to the the two billion dollar mark. Um, but uh, but the city, uh, it was allowed to go up to 8%, but it only needed to secure a, it was able to secure 5.4 percent rate overall for the project, which is rather good for municipal bond at this point in time.
0: Mickey Shuey is our guest of the IBJ. He has a story out at the IBJ on how the city of Indianapolis could ultimately pay more than $1.6 billion for the redevelopment of downtown's Pan Am Plaza, significantly more than the $751.6 million that was reported earlier. Uh, Mickey, last thing here before we let you go. Look, I think everybody knows me. I'm a better. I'm a sports better. There is no such thing as a sure thing. I've got all the faith in the world in Visit Indy and in the Indy Sports Corp, nobody does events and big business quite like those guys do. They're rock stars. But in the event that this project fails, who's on the hook for it?
1: So as part of this uh, whole setup, they, uh, excuse me, the city has a, a reserve fund that would last essentially a full year of debt service for the hotel. Um, give or take a few million dollars, but beyond that, if, if something catastrophic were to happen, uh, the city would have to come essentially go go through the city county council to authorize more funds and kind of go that route. So, so from a technical standpoint, our understanding is that that if something catastrophic were to happen, these bonds would be uh, paid for. By the city, by tax dollars, um, but that's that's if you blow past all the um all the uh, hurdles that you'd have to get through to, to get to that point there's there's a lot of fail states in in place to prevent that from happening
0: right because I know a lot of our listeners are going to say there's really no such thing as city money there's money that we've kicked into it from taxes and various other programs but the city money is ultimately our money uh where can we get uh, more information if somebody wants to have a conversation with you if they've got questions about this story where can they find you
1: well they can find me on X uh, at Mickey Shuey, M I C K E Y S H U E Y. Uh, And you can read the full story at IBJ.com.
0: Mickey Shuey, IBJ. Thank you so much for your time. Have a great Thanksgiving.
1: Thanks. You too. All
0: right. Shifting gears a little bit. Big travel day today. You going anywhere? You traveling next couple days? I will be going to Terre Haute. Okay. Sycamore country, huh? Sycamore country, yep. So today, one of the biggest travel days of the year, if not the biggest. And everybody can rest easy, though. Even though everything seems like it costs a little bit more money, Biden's energy advisor, Amos Hochstein, Hochsteinstein, says that right now, here on November 22nd, 2023, we're at the lowest gas prices since Thanksgiving of 2020. Gas prices are always important uh, to American consumers, to American families. It's an indicator, uh, as you just noted. And I think no, there's no time in the year where that's more true than the week of Thanksgiving. Uh, and we're at the lowest prices now since Thanksgiving of 2020. First of all, that's a pathetic, embarrassing lie. When Joe Biden took office, the nationwide average was two thirty nine a gallon. Today nationwide, it's three twenty-eight a gallon, and we say this with again Joe Hogsett when he talks about the homicide rates. You don't get to be the guy that is in charge when the record is hit, and then when it's barely not a record you don't get to do a victory lap as a result of that well it's the same thing they do a job creation right it's like the jobs were gone because of covid right now we're opening back up and you want to take credit for us going back to work all right let's take a little break here find out what's going on on the roads what's the latest